Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Further North podcast. Uh, there's been a bit going on. There's been a little bit happening in the North world, and I thought I better jump on and we're going to chat about it. Uh, we've got all of the AFL's priority picks and all that sort of stuff. Is that the right word to call it? Do we get priority picks? I guess. Um, and we've had the delistings. Finally, we've got the delistings. This was the juicy stuff that I needed to bring you guys good content. Just me here tonight. Um, I've finished work late, got home and thought I'd better jump on and record a little bit of podcast. So no Marnie, uh, no admins. Sorry, just me. But let's have a chat. Just you and me, you know, because we're all friends here at the Further North Podcast. What do you want to talk about first? Should we talk about priority picks or should we talk about the deal listings? Let's go the deal listings because they are hot off the press. Not as many deal listings as I thought there would be. Um, only four. I guess because of the uh, priority picks and a little bit of the package they've given us, uh, we do have those two extra rookie spots. So I guess we don't have to cut as many people, but I kind of wanted to see some more go. Um, anyway, just to recap, the D-listings are announced today. There's four D-listings. Let's go through them. Jacob Edwards is the first one. You could probably see that coming from a mile away. There was a part of me that thought, he's probably young enough. Let's just give him another year in the twos and see what happens. But never de developed as the Ford that he wanted to be or we wanted him to be. And I think they chucked him in the ruck a lot in the VFL and he just wasn't doing very much. So... Sucks he didn't work out. Um, I like those tall key position players and obviously we have one good one and the rest I'm not too sure about, except for Griffin Logue, but, you know, his knee's in bits. So, yeah, Jacob Edwards goes, um, not really a surprise. Flynn Perez was also announced. Uh, he's going to be seeing the door. I like this one. I do like this one. Um, he really showed nothing for me. And I know that's harsh. I'm sure he's a ripping bloke. But I don't know. Two knee reconstructions. It's harsh. It's tough. Um, but he lost his pace. He wasn't a good kick. Um, he just didn't really offer anything, I, I, I think. I never saw anything from him that made me go, let's see what he can do. And the example I always go back to, a very recent example, is Charlie Lazaro, where until around 23... Um, or 24 or whatever it was, I really never saw anything from him. I know his VFL form was good, but then he showed me what he can do at AFL level. It just takes one game to give me a glimpse to be like, now that's the bar. That's what you have to get to. Flynn Perez never showed anything like that for me. So I'm pretty glad we've moved on from Flynn, especially if we are going after some wingers slash halfbacks. Um, we've got McDonald and Bergman and Goder and all those sort of guys. Um, yeah, I, I think it's time to move on from Perez. Unlucky because of his uh, two ACL injuries, so I do sympathise with him for that. But this is the AFL and it's a bit of a cutthroat industry. Uh, the next one is Phoenix Spicer. Am I upset I'll never get to say his name again? Yes. Um, but <clears throat> I think getting Robert Hansen... Even though he didn't show too much, I still think there's a lot more potential there. We kind of know what Phoenix Spicer is at this point. Um, just really small and he's quick and he had these flashes that, wow, imagine if he could have put some finishing touch or some polish on that and it never really came, did it? So not quite good enough. And if we are about to move into an era 
um, where we do want to be looking at finals and all that sort of stuff coming up, he's probably not going to be part of it. So that one makes a lot of sense for me, especially if we are going to go to the draft or, you know, free agency and trades for another small Ford and all the Fords we've got. I mean, I know he's a different type of Ford, but he's not going to play over a Ford. Stevenson, Cooper Harvey even, um, Curtis Taylor, all these guys that we've got down in those positions. So, Soz Phoenix out the door, mate. Um, Lockie Young is also the last one to be announced as a delisting. I think we could sort of see that coming from a mile away. I don't know. He sort of broke into the team the previous season. Didn't really get a chance under Clarkson and... um, yeah, I didn't think he was amazing anyway. He showed little patches, especially 2022. Didn't really get a run this year, but um, yeah, I don't know. I didn't really think he was very good in the games he played. So yeah, I, that one makes sense as well. And once again, sort of like Flynn Perez, another one of those positions, those halfback wingers that we are stacked with. And if, you know, Zach Fisher or a Dylan Stevens is coming in, I don't really see where he fits. So just sort of thinking of other players that could have been delisted. I mean, four isn't really that many. Um, Jack Marnie is the obvious one that springs to mind here. I'm baffled that he's still on the list. I mean, I would have kept probably Spicer. I definitely would have kept Lockie Young over him as well. Um, Jack Marnie really hasn't ever offered anything for me. So I'm pretty shocked that he is still there. The other one is probably Aiden Bonner. As well, and and look, I guess because we are so void of key position defenders, even though he's probably not uh, big enough to be a key position defender, I think he's sort of lucky that we're so void of those sort of positions at the club that he's staying on another year, I guess. But look, if he's in the ones next year, uh, something's gone very, very wrong. That's probably the only other two that I would have thought um, – Maybe could have been delisted. Everyone else, you know, let's give them a go. Hanson Jr. would have been very, very tough and harsh. Um, Haven't seen enough from him yet. A full preseason under his belt and getting some consistency. You know, he's had little flashes here and there. um, Just haven't been able to capitalize. Hamish Free, I mean, once again, our ruck stocks are so bad, like, league worst bad that we just have to have someone who's tall on our list. Um, I guess he did get injured and didn't really get to see much from him as well. Just looking through the rest of the list here, there's not really anyone else who you could even put in there. I guess Daniel Howell is an interesting one. You know what? Let's talk about Daniel Howell and Kane Turner. As much as I would have loved those two to be delisted, I still think having a strong VFL team is good. Um, I would probably keep I would keep Daniel Howlow over Kane Turner. And I know that's going to be really controversial for probably 50% of the fan base here. But look, Kane Turner is Kane Turner. I guess he's staying on. We already knew that. I talked about that with Marnie. Um, Kane Turner had a couple of okay moments. But once again... We can find a player that can do what he does, but also play offensively. Kane Turner and Daniel Howe, yeah, only other two. Daniel Howe racks it up um, in the VFL every week. He comes in, yep, he's prone to a turnover, a clanger, 
he did have some okay moments. And if he's a sub after we get a few injuries next year, we could probably get someone worse at that. But if those two are in our starting team next year, um, once again, something has gone very, very wrong. So you would think maybe the year after they're probably gone if we're trending in the right direction. But they're probably the only players to talk about. Um, let me know what you guys think as well. Is there anybody else that you think should be delisted? When I put this podcast out, I love the messages. I Once again, I'm always slow replying on Facebook and Instagram. I do apologize for that, but I'm trying my best. I'm trying my best. Uh, but yeah, let me know. Did I miss anybody? Is there anyone else? Give me, you know what? Send me a message and give me a hot take of someone who could have been delisted. I won't tell the club. I won't tell anybody. It's just between you and me. Is there anything else to talk about with the delistings? Not really. Not really. I guess we can talk about it a little bit more when we go into what North got, you know, compensation-wise. Not compensation. What's the better word to say? Priority picks-wise. So let's go into that. So a couple of days ago we found out what we're going to be getting with the um, priority pick package from the AFL, the assistance package, let's call it, I guess. Very interesting stuff. Um, I'll just read out what we got and then we can dive in a little bit. So this year we have an end of first round selection, which currently sits at pick 19, which will probably drop down to like 22, 23 by the time Gold Coast take half the first round along with us. Next year we have two end of first round selections, um, which are currently 19 and 20. And of course, like every year, they'll drop down a little bit. Um, the catch with those picks is that, how did they phrase this? Um, they're up for review, basically. So those two end of first round picks for 2024 are under review, which I assume means if we're good next year, they'll take them away or put them in the second or third round or something like that. But we can trade those second or oh, those um, first round picks for 2024 this season, which surely is what we're going to do. And then um, the continuation of the club's ability to have two additional rookie list spots in season 2024. So just like uh, the year we had uh, this year with that, we get two extra rookie spots, which personally don't care and doesn't matter and doesn't do anything Maybe technically it could, but if we're using the two players at the end of the list, um, once again, we've been decimated by injuries. So I don't really think that moves the needle at all, but the picks do, and the picks are interesting. So at the moment, we hold pick 2, 14, and 19 in uh, the draft this year. Ben Mackay compensation, I'm assuming is going to happen at number three, not confirmed yet, but... It's looking pretty likely. So let's assume we've got pick 2, 3, 14, and 19. Now, as we've all seen as North Melbourne fans, when this assistance package was announced, every other fan got on their high horse and really ripped us to shreds in the comments. Did I comment on a few clapping back? Absolutely. Did I realize that's a stupid idea because they're idiots and don't understand what's going on and won't change their mind? I did realize that. And for those who follow me on Instagram, um, at Further North Pod, I did put out a little video of me talking last night about how I've sort of changed my mind or changed my feeling on this package where being in the comment sections and all that sort of stuff has made me realize everybody's only really angry because we did well. Nobody was whinging last year when we got something. So 
we really have to take it as a positive that we've done well out of this. And yeah, I'm happy. And I'm going to tell you why you guys should be happy as well. A lot of people have been saying, good job AFL, well done for rewarding mediocrity. And that couldn't be further from the truth. As much as North Melbourne has mismanaged things, we probably haven't developed the talent like we should have. We've had a lot of things go against us. And I've talked about this before, but we'll run a, we'll run through it really, really quickly. So the two years we got the number one pick were father-son picks. Nick Dacos and Will Ashcroft. I know Ashcroft's injured, but their two teams they went to are about to play off in a grand final. And they, they two years in a row, were the two best young, talented players in the country. That's not fair. So do you think that we would be getting this assistance package if those two were rightly in our midfield? No chance. No chance. The other thing to think about is instead of being able to draft Dacos, we draft Horn Francis. Little did we know that Horn Francis was a whining little baby and wanted to whinge his way back to Port Adelaide. So that set us back another year not being able to develop a key young talent. So we get Wardlaw and Sheezel and that's all rosy. They're brilliant. I love them to bits. Then Clarkson goes and we have to sit through a, basically a whole season of not having our star coach to help rebuild this club. And that's on Hawthorne. That's Hawthorne's fault, Hawthorne's problem that turned into our problem. I know it's Clarkson's problem as well, but it's not North Melbourne as a club's fault uh, that that happened to us. So when you think about not getting Dacos, not getting Ashcroft, having to deal with Horn Francis and not having Clarkson there, that's two to three years of really unlucky events, along with Reese Shaw um, having a mental breakdown and bailing on the club. Look, that's probably too harsh to say. He didn't bail in the club. I don't know what was going on in his personal life, but all we really know is there was some mental health issue and he was gone. That's more what I meant to say. Um, and little did we know after that, David Noble was going to be the worst coach of in the AFL in the history. Basically, he was awful. So um, all those events, I'd say we hired Noble, so that one's on us. But the Reese Shaw thing, um, Horn Francis, Dacos, Ashcroft, Clarkson's issue, none of that's really North Melbourne's fault. Now, some people can see that as an excuse. Some people can see that as reality because we have made mistakes and we haven't developed talent like we should have. We haven't set up contingency plans, all that sort of stuff. So it is a mixture of our mistakes but it's not just our mistakes. So when you talk to people about this, guys, don't be afraid to say all those things I just said because it's real and that's a massive, massive reason why we've needed this package in the first place. So don't feel bad for having this package. Yes, I do think it's very strong and if this was going to another club, if I was a Hawthorne fan and North had that, I'd probably be pretty upset. Not upset, oh, that's not the right thing to say. It's a lot. That's what I'm trying to say. It is a lot. And I'll take it. I'm laughing all the way to the bank. If anyone says you guys got so much, go, yeah, we did, and we robbed everything. Good on us. If this is our Hawthorne-type draft and we're going to win a premiership soon, I couldn't care less. But just some points for you guys to argue back with anyone who's got a civil brain because most people do agree with that. The other thing to think of with this, though, and the other thing that piqued my interest was we're really loading up with some picks here. We're going to get four first-round picks this year. We had three last year with George Wardlaw, Sheasel. Um, that's seven players in two years. 
what happens in two, three, four years' time when these players start coming off the books um, and we're going to have to be paying them their next contracts? Are we going to have enough money to pay all these people? That's another really interesting factor that I, of course, Clarkson and everybody knows this. They're smarter than me. But that's something to take into consideration as well. Maybe we're building a bit of a super team, which might be awesome, but we've got to pay them. So how are we going to force uh, or get to pay those guys in the future? I don't know. I don't know. But that's something to think about. The other interesting point uh, about these is the two end of first round picks next year. So as we know, Riley Sanders has been accepted into North Melbourne's Academy, which is fantastic news. And originally we went to ask for priority access to Riley Sanders. The AFL denied that after a bunch of clubs started whinging about that. Whinge, 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 of course. But what it looks like here is the AFL hasn't given us Riley Sanders and access to him, but they've gone, here are the puzzle pieces. When you put it together, it might be a Riley Sanders sort of shaped puzzle. Because the key thing to remember here is, yes, the picks will be under review next year, but we can trade them this year. So if we trade them to a different club or two different clubs, we'll get points, I assume. I don't really know how this points thing works exactly, but I know we need a certain amount of points to be able to draft um, Riley Sanders and basically when another team bids on him from our academy and they go to draft him, which I'm assuming we'll trade the picks, get the points, and maybe pick him up at pick 14 um, when someone else bids on him just like we did with Ashcroft. We bid it on Ashcroft the year before um, and Brisbane had enough points and they drafted him and then we got to draft Sheasel and Wardlaw, which turned out great because their knees are still intact. Just some banter. I know that's mean. I know that's mean. So that's the interesting thing. So that makes me really confident that we are going to get Riley Sanders. The other part of that is if we draft another mid, McKercher or Harley Reid and then get Sanders, I'm not going to be happy because we need key positions and a guy like Nick Watson down forward would be fantastic, like another really small crumbing forward. But this is a topic for another draft. So that's the interesting thing for me with the two picks, two end of first round picks next year. So we have to trade them now just so we get the most out of them for the points to hopefully get Riley Sanders. That's where my brain goes. Hopefully the club's thinking the same, but who really knows? But that would be my ideal scenario out of the draft. If we got Curtin, Watson and Sanders, that is an A-plus draft for me. Um, so, yeah, the two rookie spots, there's not really much to talk about with those. I mean, once again, I don't really care about those two rookie spots. They're just going to hold two scrubs on the end of the bench who probably aren't going to play if everything's going well. Um, we're probably just going to get another Phoenix Spicer or, or another, you know, Jacob Edwards. So who really cares about those? But um, that's a quick review of the assistance package, guys. Don't let people make you feel bad for having this assistance package with North. There's so many scenarios um, that other teams have got this sort of stuff as well. I found out today that Scott Pendlebury was actually an assistance pick from the AFL back in 2004. Um, Collingwood dropped down pretty quickly after they made all those grand finals in 2002 and three. I think they made the grand final. Um, so within two years of them making grand finals, they drafted Scott Pendlebury because of an assistance package from the AFL. So don't let people push you around. Everyone's forgot that. The Demons have got it. The Giants have got it. The Suns have got it. 
Um, everybody's got it, guys. I think Richmond got it as well. Brisbane has got assistance. Essendon has got assistance as well. I think that's how they drafted McGrath. I'm pretty sure it was McGrath. Um, there's been so many of these sort of things happening in the league over the years. People just care because it's North Melbourne. So don't be afraid to remind people about all those other ones with the D's and the Tigers and uh, the Lions and the Pendlebury and the, the McGrath and all that sort of stuff. Don't be afraid to tell people that because when I've been talking to people about this at the barbershop, they go, oh, I didn't know all that. And it seems to change their mind. The comment sections are dangerous. Don't even get involved with those people because they're idiots and they don't understand. Um, and, yeah, I think that's enough ammunition to go in with and stand up for our club a little bit because we deserve this as much as we've been given it. We haven't just been handed this um, for no reason. You know, I'm sure a lot of you guys uh, saw Chris Scott and um, our old mate saying, who's the bloody, why is my brain, Ross Lyon, Ross Lyon? That's the one. How, how did my brain just crap its pants? Um Chris Scott was having a good old whinge about this. And to be fair to him, he did at the end say, Clarko's a genius because he's just robbed of the league. And you know what? You're damn right. We've sat through so much crap for the last five, six years. We deserve this as a fan base. We didn't choose this. We've just had this happen to our team. So don't let people make you feel bad. We deserve it. Chris Scott is right, though, that it is a lot to give and it is a lot um, to hand out to compromise the draft even more than it has been compromised. One of the things I really, really like that they've done this year is extend the rookie contracts from two to three years. It should be four for me though. It needs to be longer. This will help promote interstate kids staying at their clubs, which is an epidemic that's really starting now. And I'm kind of sick of, you know, as an example, West Coast should not even be considering not drafting Harley Reid. They're the worst team in the league. He's the best player coming through the draft. The fact there is any doubt that they're going to pick Harley Reid clearly shows that something's wrong and we need to fix it ASAP. So two to three-year contracts is really, really good. That's going to promote people staying. And um, hopefully that will mean that we don't have to give as many assistance packages when people go home like Horn Francis did and all of that sort of stuff. He did ask Ross Lyon as well and uh, say, you guys didn't get anything when you were at the bottom of the ladder for a couple of years because it was only a couple of years, Mr. Scott, and they just came off a grand final appearance. So that you, your argument is already flawed. It's already irrelevant because you haven't thought about what you're saying. The other thing that they said as well is that St Kilda didn't even apply for the the um, assistance package. So that's on St Kilda. Don't come back and blame North for that. That's ridiculous. So anyway, I do agree with a couple of things Chris Scott said, um, but he whinges and it's the ultimate place of privilege, isn't it? Um, getting handed the keys to a Ferrari for your first ever car um, from Mark Thompson and only missing the finals, what, twice now in 15 years or whatever it is or however long he's, 12 years, whatever he's coached for. So, look, I don't want to be one of those woke people, but uh, check your privilege, Chris Scott. Um, you don't understand what it's like to be down here, mate. So I'm sure if Geelong weren't uh, getting fed, um, you know, their academy picks for fun and manipulating the draft themselves to get pick eight last year, they would be doing exactly the same thing. So there's a little message to Chris Scott, but... 
I think that's really all that's been said uh, to say on this, guys. Sorry. Um, yeah, I do think it's a strong package. I do think it's probably too much if I'm looking at it from a non-North Melbourne perspective. But I'm a biased fan. All those points I raised before are true. And even though I do think it's maybe a lot and I wouldn't want to see that handed out year after year after year to compromise the draft, I don't care. It's North. We deserve it. We've been through a lot. Let's make a super team and start our own dynasty. So go us, to be honest. Other than that, guys, I think that's probably about it. Um, Got some free agency stuff coming up um, hopefully in the next week or so. And uh, hopefully there's some juicy trades and things to talk about. But, uh, yeah, I thought I'd just jump on here really quickly and talk about the delistings and the compensation package. So thank you for listening once again. I need to edit this, get this out for you guys to listen to tomorrow morning. Thank you so much for engaging with everything as well. Um, Further North Podcast on Facebook, Further North Pod on Instagram. Please share this podcast with your friends, guys. I really want to start growing it even more. I can't believe the community I've already made on here and I really do appreciate it. So if you know any North people who don't listen, please share it out, give it to them, talk about it, tell your mates. Um, And just to promote the barbershop one more time, I've got a bunch of you listeners coming into the barbershop now and we talk North every single time while you're getting a good haircut. So Black and Brown Barbershop in Mitcham. Um, you can book it online, request uh, me, Josh, and write in the comments you're a Further North podcast listener and we can uh, we can chat north for a little bit. So to those guys who have come in to see me, thank you so much. I genuinely do appreciate it. I love the chats about north and um, for the future clients, you're missing out, guys. Sweet haircut, north chat. You don't get that at many barbershops. Come on. All right, I'm done. Thank you, guys. I'll talk to you within the week. Stay safe. Um, Go Brisbane for the weekend as well. And, uh, yeah, let's rob this league in a few years. See you guys.